Welcome to the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CR Checkup Podcast. I'm so excited to have each and every one of you here with us today. I hope that I got a chance to see you either on Monday night in Goodyear or on Wednesday night in Buckeye. But whether or not you come to our group, you live in a different state or a different country, or you just simply missed, our hope is that you will be able to join in on the conversation that we had, in this case, on Wednesday night. And I'm super excited to uh, introduce you guys to my new friend here and uh, just to be able to talk a little bit about his testimony. We're so grateful that he came out to share that with us on Wednesday night. Um, But yeah, he's here with me. So would you mind introducing yourself? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, My name is Matt, a grateful believer, uh, struggle with uh, everything from sexual integrity to anger, control, depression, and fear of rejection. Matt, thanks so much for being here today, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, I know right before you took off on Wednesday, you were sharing, uh, you had about an hour and 45 minute drive, man. So (laughs) thank you so much for that, man. The Arizona traffic is no joke, huh? Yeah, it it was, you know, it was a little bit better going home. The the traffic getting out there was worse, but at night, well, then there was a uh, pretty bad accident actually on Alma School in the 202 where they had it completely shut down. And uh, so it took a little little detour there, but hopefully everybody's all right in that situation. Oh man, yeah, no, but thanks so much for for making the trek out. You know, it's uh, it's always so wonderful. I just love, you know, especially when people kind of travel and you get to see that kind of that extended family and just get to be a part of that. And you showed up a little early, you know, for our pre meeting time, and we're you know praying together and stuff. And and I'm just so grateful uh, anytime that we get a chance to have somebody out and uh, certainly was no different in this case. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. But, um, so, you know, I hope that, you know, everybody listening got a chance to see you, but unfortunately I know that that's uh, just not the case. And so, uh, would you mind just sharing a little bit kind of what brought you into celebrate recovery, kind of where you're at today? Um, just kind of give us an overview of, of what, what life has kind of been like in, in CR. Man, that it's tough to wrap all that up. And, and <laughs> I know, but, you know, it's um, you know, ultimately, what brought me into Celebrate Recovery was an addiction to pornography. Um, you know, I struggled with that, um, and it pretty much, um, you know, it, what initially brought me into CR was, um, basically, I thought I was losing everything. You know, my wife had basically given me an ultimatum, and I went to CR to get her off my back. And I thought I was, I thought I was, I was doing the right things to appease her. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, shortly thereafter, uh, you know, God had that talk with me and he's like, this isn't about her. Uh, this is about me and you. And, uh, we, you know, as I shared in my testimony, God had that come to Jesus talk with me. And, um, he was like, you know, this has nothing to do with her. If she leaves you, you still need to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that was when I really decided and, and made the conscious choice that, um, I was going to dive all, all in and, and focus on myself and my own recovery. Um, because that's what, that's what I was going to need to do to make life change, regardless of what anybody else around me was doing. So, um, you know, I jumped in, joined a step study, got involved, um, started building some amazing relationships and friendships between sponsors and accountability partners, 
uh, they, a lot of them are still with me on this journey five years later. So um, it's it's been an amazing ride and, and God has taken me from a place where I thought I was losing everything to where, you know, my marriage is good. My kids are good. Um, you know, thing, my relationship with God is stronger than it's been. You know, I, I, I really just, you know, feel like I'm, I'm just kind of on mission with God at this point and just kind of trying to do whatever I can uh, to further his kingdom and reach that one more. Mm, amen, man. And yeah, I could just, I could totally see that, you know, that you're just kind of radiating that, that new life that is certainly offered in the program. And so, um, yeah. Okay. So could we back up just a little bit then to also, and kind of uh, explain maybe to how did you kind of arrive at this assumption or, you know, at the conclusion, I guess, rather that, Hey, you know what, this isn't something um, that's just casual. This is something that I need to deal with and kind of maybe even how that developed or uh, take us back a little bit, kind of what, what kind of uh, brought you to the point of being willing or having that realization and admitting uh, that it was time to change. Well, like I said, I, when I first walked through the doors, I was kind of just going through the motions of it. Right. Um, I didn't take it serious. I, I kind of told myself and, and my wife, I was like, you know what, I'll go give this thing a four-week trial, right? <laughs> um, Things gonna work if this is really for me. Cause you know, I think a lot of uh, the misconceptions with CR is, um, you know, it's for those those really, really far out, you know, severe issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter. I actually had a discussion with one of my coworkers today. It doesn't matter how small you think your issue is, it matters and you should, you need to be involved. And so when I was kind of going through that, where I was kind of doing that um, trial run, if you will, I wasn't fully <laughs> committed. Um, I was going through the motions and everything else. And um, through that, I uh, had another relapse and completely gave up on it. Mm. And so I realized, you know, uh, you know, and kind of just going through that, it was like, you know what, if I'm not going to take this serious, no, I can't expect anything to change. Um, you know, you kind of have to come to that place where you know that um, in order to see change, it's going to take work, you know, whether that's going to the gym or, you know, working out spiritually, you know, either one of those, there's going to be some growth needed. There's going to be hard work that needs to be put in. And when I first started, I wasn't willing to do it. Um, I was just kind of, you know, it was like I showed up at the gym, but I never touched a weight. And I, (laughs) you know, and now it's like, you know, God's like, hey, look, man, if, if you're going to see results and you're going to yield what I need out of you, this is what I need you to do. And I need you to get serious. So um, really, I, I kind of related back to like, I God just kind of had that come to Jesus talk with me mm-hmm. where, you know, he just kind of got a hold of me one day and really told me like directly, I need you to be committed. This is not about anybody else. This is strictly about you. Yeah. Yeah. And once that happens, it kind of things just begin to click, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you know, it it was, you know, I made the decision to, again, commit to CR, not for four more weeks, not for any amount of time, but I I made the commitment there. I didn't put a stipulation on it. Um, I also told myself, you know, once I did that, it's like, all right, I'm going all in. Um, There's no holding back. You know, the next step study that opened up, I didn't care when it was. Um, I'm an avid football fan and my steps that I met on Sunday, like I gave wow. up, you know, wow. you know I mean? like, like yeah. I, for, some people are like, ah, football, who cares? I dude, like, I, 
I'm borderline addicted to football. Okay. So like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things like for me to give something else like that up because I know how important this is. I knew I was yeah. going to have to make sacrifices and, you know, it was one of those things where I, I didn't care though. I knew I had to, I had to go all in. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. And I'm not a football fan, but I know that that's a testament to somebody out there. They're listening right. Wow. Woof. Then man, that guy's serious. You know, that, you know, he's serious <laughs> because of that. <laughs> no, that's so wonderful, man. And, and it does like it, it does take that certain level of commitment. We kind of talk about that, that selfishness of the program of like, this is a whole different kind of selfishness. Uh, we really need to be selfish in the, in the program so that we can become selfless and be able to really work it to its full completion or, or you know, the repetition of, of that. But um, yeah, man, that's so good. Uh, one of the things that you had brought up in, in um, your testimony, and this is, I kind of just pulled this out a little bit was um, I really loved when you were talking about, you've been going through some things and uh, you, you had a men's group that you were in. And in that men's group, they like came in really clutch and they were, went through the situation with you. Um, and I just was like, man, that's so awesome. You know, every, every guy should be in a men's group, you know, and I just was like really eating that up. But I, I, I think I have the timeline, correct. Uh, you were in the men's group prior to entering into celebrate recovery. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So this is what I would love to find out is what is the difference? Like, did you see that difference? Like, how come you didn't just work through this with the men's group and, and, and you made that transition over. You said, Oh, this is something that I need to take to this group. Well, I think the men's group is a really good support, but they really don't provide you the tools. Right. Mm. So they can, they can talk to you about it, but they can't really give you the tools to be able to work through it. And not only that, but you know, when you've only got four guys, you know, sometimes you need that fifth guy that you can call on, right? Um, totally. You've got to have that, you know, that, that support system in place. Um, that group ended up kind of dissolving. It was kind of a, it was a variety of different churches that were involved in there. And so a lot of people kind of ended up going their own ways. So, um, you know, it kind of disintegrated down to only being one or two guys in that group. Mm. But, you know, honestly, I think the biggest thing that, you know, it's like, well, hey, why not just go back to it and find another men's group versus CR? My answer to that is simply that, again, they're not equipped with the tools right. and um, the, uh, the the toolkit that we have in CR. Um, you know, the tools that we get equipped with through the CR program help you in every situation in life. Like, right. I have honestly used CR tools in interviews at work. Yeah. I've used them with my coworkers. I have, you know that making direct amends whenever possible. Like mm. I, I've done that with my coworkers and they look at wow. me like I'm crazy, <laughs> but I love it because right. other people recognize that. And they're like, dude, that's awesome. I can't believe you just did that. I've never seen anybody yeah. do that before. Um, and so there's, there's things like that where those tools, if you use them and you apply them, they apply to everything in your life. Um, and I think that's the number one thing for me that CR has done is equip me with that as to where, you know, I, I had the I had some of the emotional support from a men's group and the guys that were around me to, you know, kind of like as, as Moses, when he was trying, his arms got mm -hmm. tired, he needed somebody mm -hmm. to come lift his arms up. My, yeah. my group did that for me. They lift my arms to win that battle. But, you know, as soon as that battle is over, I need to be able to have the tools to be successful going forward. Right. Yeah. I think that's so good, man. I think, I think I agree with you completely 
there's something different because I've been in a lot of really good groups and and I even have a, a like a strong you know guys group right now too but there's something different between like man you read the guidelines and you read the steps and everybody's like yeah we all agree on this and we're all and you know you you read that that guideline you know anonymity and confidentiality and we believe it and we we say you know we share our heart with confidence knowing like nobody's going to be talking about this stuff outside of this group and you know everybody is trying to do the same thing that we're confident in the that we're after the same goal and i there's just something so different like I can have a really awesome small group that I love them to death and and we get into really some some great topics but in in a celebrate recovery group where there's just a whole different atmosphere where it's just man these people get me they're not I don't feel ashamed like there's no condemnation like yeah. it's it's right it's just like this kind of this contagious atmosphere of honesty where it's just like that's a good way right yeah it just kind of pull like pulls it out of out of you a little bit doesn't it yeah it absolutely does i love the contagious honesty because there's a level of transparency and just authenticity that you get in a cr group that it's hard to find anywhere else in this world man yeah totally and i love like you know and a, a lot of people have like these anonymous group meetings like burning in their brains from like a movie that they saw right and it's like this dingy you know broom closet and there's like oh, this guys crying in the back or whatever you know and it's there's a guy up front and he's just sharing like the most like horrific story ever and it's like oh geez yeah but like man i just appreciate like on a monday or wednesday or for you guys like a friday when somebody gets up and they're like man yeah i just been like struggling with anger like codependency and and it's just like wow like everyday stuff you know and like <laughs> those are the things that like i need to deal with on a day-to-day basis and what like the majority of society is struggling with like i've had some really you know i've had some i've got some war stories for sure you know like but but we're not here to compare war stories. We're here to do life together. And the fact that, you know, it's so encouraging to have those moments um, uh, at, at a CR group. And anyways, I, I kind of t- took a left turn there, but uh, yeah, I, I just, I thought that was so unique in, in your story. And so I just wanted to kind of ask you about that, but yeah, no, I appreciate you again, sharing your story um, at our group right now. We're actually just kind of uh, talking about step three, you know, just beginning to turn our lives and our wheels over to the care of God. And I was just wondering, um, you know, what was your experience with this step? And uh, maybe if you have some advice or maybe some, you know, little secrets that maybe your sponsor told you uh, as you were kind of going through this. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime you're talking about turning something over, you've got to have that faith and trust in what you're turning it over to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, 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 every I think everybody's going to have a different timeline and everything else. But by the time you get to this point, hopefully you've been able to work through enough stuff um, to know that, you know, God isn't this, you know, big mean guy in the sky, you know, that's throwing lightning bolts like you really can um, trust him, you know, and that's one of the things that I always feel is, you know, the, the more, the more I feel that, you know, I'm doing his work and what he's called me to do and be, um, the more, you know, you feel that kind of oneness, you know, like when you're working on, you're on the same team, you just build that relationship. But, you know, when you first start that it's tough, it's just like with any relationship, whether that's the first time you walk into a step study 
the first time you walked into an open share group into church or a blind date, it doesn't right. matter. You know, like there's a certain level of trust that, you know, you, you kind of have to, A, you got to be able to, you got to be willing to put yourself out there. Right. You know, the right. first time you walk into an open share, I was, I'll admit, man, I was nervous as heck. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to, do, what to do or anything else, but there was like just something about it where I'm like, I have to take this step of faith and trust that this is a safe place that these guys are going to accept me where I'm at. And I was blown away with the acceptance that I felt. And this is coming from someone who has acceptance issues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so like, for me, it's even harder because that fear of rejection runs deep. And like, you know, there's like, I have all kinds of stories about that, but um, you know, it's just one of those things where you have to be willing to take that step of faith and know that, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be very rewarding on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you took step three, was it pretty, I know you, you were a believer for a long time. Was it, was it difficult for you? Like, did you, did you have any struggles, you know, anything that kind of comes to mind as you were taking that step three that you kind of had to work through? You know, some of my upbringing and some of the churches I've been involved with in the past um, have had kind of contradicting teachings, you know, if you Mm -hmm. will. I really had to kind of struggle with, you know, some of the churches that I was raised in, you know, would taught me this. And, and I really had to wrestle through some of those things where it's like, I, I don't know what to believe or what to understand or, or where, where do I really stand with God on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And so for me, it was more or less, you know, kind of having to almost hit the reset button. I honestly, I feel like it's harder to come into this thing as a believer Dude. who's been a believer for a long time than Amen. someone who has never has never walked through the doors. Um, you know, it's like when it, if you have no experience in doing a job and I teach you how to do it, you're going right. to do it exactly as I teach you. Exactly. But if you, yes. If you came from another another you know store, another environment in which you were doing something similar, I've almost got to like get you to stop doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. and teach you teach you this way and it's yeah. so hard because we carry those bad habits and those that you know some of those hurts habits and hang-ups we have and that we carry with us are from past churches like we have those spiritual abuses and we have those other things in our past that kind of skew our view of who god is and and what this really is all about so you know sometimes i almost feel like you know i would have rather had not been, had not grown up a Christian and come into this, mm-hmm. been grown up in the church basically my whole life. Um, and then, and then come in through the doors of recovery because, you know, again, growing up in the church does not make you any better than someone that <laughs> was not. No, dude, I, man, I totally agree with you. I've had so many conversations in that same way. And we actually like talk through that in step two of just kind of like learning to believe that he could. And like, what does that mean? And like, for those of us who have, you know, experience in the past, like it's really difficult to like take a step back and say like, well, I know what he can do and what he will do or what he has do. And so da, 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 da. And so it's just like, I just breeze over this and, you know, I just travel with my own assumptions that were probably incorrect to begin with, or they're associated with some other junk that, you know, happened way back when that I don't even remember clearly, right? And I bring all that crap to the table. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, I know what it is. And let's go. And it's like, man, that's, that's like, it was the same situation for me as well. You know, I had this, and man, and when I was a kid, I had like a very, a very, like convicting faith, like super convicting. And and I was super pumped up about following Christ. 
And then, you know, you know, life happened, but like whenever I came back, like it was like, yeah, whatever, step one. Yeah, dude, I'm a drug addict, whatever. Like I, you don't need to convince me anymore. Like I fell hard enough on my face, you know? And step two, oh, well, whatever. I was a Christian when I was a kid. So, and so I just like reached back to like my childhood faith that was built on, you know, just fire and brimstone. I know you even mentioned some of that as well. I just reached back and grabbed them like, oh, here we go. Like, I'll just put this tiny sweater back on that, you know, it's like, it doesn't fit, man. Like this doesn't yeah. fit into what you're trying to do right now. And, and yeah. so, um, yeah, it is. It's so important. Is there anything that like pops out to you? Like, the stands above the rest that you're like, man, I really had to take this belief and put it to the side. Like I really like this thing that had been put like lodged into my heart that I thought was true. Um, wasn't true. It in fact was blocking me from a real authentic relationship with God. Is there anything that kind of pops out to you like that? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I had a complete misunderstanding of what grace is. Mm. Um, and, um, I had this like kind of rooted in me, kind of like what you mentioned, the whole fire and brimstone, right? I had this whole concept uh, ingrained into me that I could lose my salvation at any time. Oh, wow. And, that, um, you know, I, I had, I'll share a quick story. I had one of the most terrifying stories as a child, again, growing up in this. I came home from school one day. My dad was working late. My mom was working late. And my brother was at a friend's house they're all supposed to be home around this time and no one's there. Oh. I literally, as a child in my child's brain, I thought the rapture had happened right. and all my family went to heaven and I was left here by myself. Oh and I my gosh. Like that's the kind of fear that I was kind of living and dealing with it. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot something. I forgot to forget. I forgot to ask for forgiveness for this. Oh, and so wow. God doesn't love me anymore. And I'm left mm. here by myself. Um, when in fact, you know, when Jesus said I died for all sins, mm -hmm. that wasn't, yeah, this was one of the core things that I've had to learn, um, and kind of relearn, right. That when he died for our sins, he didn't die for the ones you did yesterday that you asked for forgiveness for, right. He didn't die for just those that, you know, certain ones, he died for the ones you did yesterday, the ones you did today and the ones you're going to do tomorrow. And he's right. already forgiven you for them. And, you know, his, his grace is, is one of the most amazing things. It's almost hard to understand, but oh, totally. those, those things really, really um, were things that I had to struggle with. And that's why when I said earlier, it, it would almost have been easier to come into this mm. fresh than having carried that baggage in with me and carrying and trying to relearn and, and really understand that, you know, I used to think that faith was like this, uh, this thing that you had to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you have enough of it, you weren't good enough. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's like, and then you come back to the whole thing where it's just a mustard seed, man, mm -hmm. that's all you need. There is, you don't have to have like a scoop full of mustard seeds. You only <laughs> need one. Man. Yeah. Like, you know, and so learning, relearning some of those things and just being willing to trust God that he is who he says he is and um, that his grace is sufficient. Yeah. So good. I love that, dude. Um, just before I kind of let you go here, I was, uh, I'd love, um, what would you share to, to the newcomer? What would you share with those who um, maybe have just getting started out? Um, what, maybe they're struggling, you know, think back to, you know, when you were giving it that four week <laughs> trial run, what, what do you wish yeah. somebody would have tell, told you then? I wish somebody would have told me then that like, Hey man, make sure you focus on yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't look around the room and compare yourself to everybody else. You know, when you're in the rooms of recovery, there are going to be people that have successes and there are mm-hmm. going to be people that have failures. Um, look to those people that, who have the successes, even if they're one one step in front of you. Right. That's somebody that you can look to. They they've it's kind of like if you were hiking in a trail on a trail, the guy that's one step ahead of you has already put that step in step mm-hmm. there, you know, follow that step. Um, the other thing is, like I said, stay focused on your own recovery, you know, stay in your own lane. Um, mm-hmm. If you're married or in a relationship or anything else, you got to stay in your own lane. Um, if you come home, I, I know when I, when I very first started CR, my wife did not attend. Mm-hmm. Um, she started coming shortly after, but wow. um, you know, it was one of those things where um, I can't, you can't come home and say, Oh, well, you know, you're not doing this or I'm, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 and, you know, like point fingers yeah. because then you just build resentment. So um, honestly, you know, for newcomers, I always tell people, man, first off, you got to keep coming back. You know, what I did was stupid, you know, putting a, putting a God in a box, you know, mm-hmm. saying, Hey, you know, give me something in four weeks or I'm out. Like that's, that, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You know, here I am five years later and I have no plans of stopping, man. Yeah. Like, you know, God continues to reveal things as we grow. And it just continues to deep, deepen and strengthen the relationship that I have with him. Um, the other thing that I tell newcomers and people maybe that have never even walked through the doors yet is don't think that your issue isn't bad enough to step through those doors. Yeah, amen. Um, you know, I had somebody come up to me after I shared at another CR there was like, you know, I've, I've not really heard a testimony that didn't involve drugs <laughs> or alcohol. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like, dude, I, I, you know, whether you just have an anger problem, whether you have a codependency problem, um, whether someone hurt you, I mean, like right. if, if you have a childhood hurt and you were abusing the like, that's not your fault. Right. But we can provide you tools to help you grow from that. So yeah. there's a lot of things where, you know, no, no issue is too small. No issue is too big for God to really intervene and, and work in your life. Yeah, that's so good, man. And it makes me think of, you know, uh, scripture that talks about like we have to recognize our own brokenness. Right. Yeah. Like none, of, we're all broken. And so we can't live in denial that we aren't a broken person. And uh if we are willing to admit that, well, then we need somewhere to, to, to have a community of people that are working through that brokenness and, and finding support and, and healing. And so, yeah, man, I love it. So good. I love your story. I'm so grateful for you, man. And, and I, and I hope uh, that our paths get to cross again soon sometime. And uh, I'm just so excited for, for anybody who's going to hear this testimony and uh yeah where's where's your group at man we'll put a little plug out there for your guys's group well yeah if you, i was gonna say if you want to come out and visit man pack a lunch you know come on out to queen creek we we meet at rock point church which is off of power and rigs uh it, it's right on the queen creek gilbert border um but right out there off of power and rig so uh it's a beautiful beautiful facility um we've got awesome uh support out there we've got a lot of uh our broken chains members which is broken chains if you don't know is just simply a bunch of motorcycle enthusiasts that all belong to cr um we're nothing without cr but we get to go out and, and spread the word on the highways and byways man and um you know, it's so awesome when you're at a gas station and someone comes up to you and it's like, hey, what broken chains? 
And honestly, it's nothing more than sharing CR with a man and wow. uh, handing him a serenity rag, which our serenity rags uh, have the serenity prayer on them. And we hand them that and we just tell him, man, hey, this rag is for those little messes in life, right? Mm-hmm. But that serenity prayer is for the big messes in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just one of those things where it's such an awesome opportunity to be out in our communities and reaching people and, and just opening those doors for conversations. And so, um, yeah, I, I love it. And it's definitely a part of, you know, of uh, CR that I, I would never let go of, man. I, I love it. Right on, brother. So you said uh, Rock Point Church in Queen Creek, and that's Fridays at 630? Uh, yeah, so we, we have our uh, kind of meal time together at 6, and then a large group starts at 7, and open shares at 8. Uh, then we have our cafe time from 9 to 9.30. Uh, we do have child care as well as a landing that's uh, kind of still on the new side of starting up. So um, we, you know, bring your kids, bring your hurt tablets and hang-ups, and, and uh, <laughs> take care of all of them, just come on out. Which is the same thing, right? Your kids or your hurts have the same difference. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I have three kids, hurts, habits, and hangers. Right? <laughs> well, Matt, it was a pleasure, brother. And you take care. God bless you. God bless your family and your ministry out there. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, man. Hey, John, thank you so much for all you do, brother. You have a good one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we hope that you continue to have conversations wherever you are at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.